0: Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side.
2: Happy weekend, and it's Eric Osnes here from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage.
1: Oh, you're throwing it in early this time. You're mixing I it up.
2: Jump on things. we got a lot to yeah. talk about today. We do have a lot
1: to talk about, and we have guests today. So we got to make sure that we get through it all.
2: We got to get them all in there, get all the information out there. Lots going on in finance and real Mm -hmm. estate. Yes, there is. As usual, the the pace of things, COVID aside, it has not relented. It
1: has not relented at all. It really hasn't. Nope. Yeah, nope, I, nope, I was nope.
2: just looking at a meme, you know, of of people laying in bed, mm-hmm. and this is what a doctor, how a doctor <laughs> I sleeps. wish this I had how, time uh, to do that. How you uh, know, you know, a landscaper sleeps, and they get to the loan officer, and it's just an empty bed. It's just a pillow, you yeah, because they're not sleeping right I, now. I know the feeling. Yeah, I you know too. I know you're busy like crazy mm-hmm. as well.
1: Lots of weekends, even though I work Monday through Friday. Yeah, it's kind of like you know I've
2: been saying this for a while since this whole pandemic thing started. There's mm-hmm. half of the economy has really not. Been harmed that much? They're yeah, busier if than anything, ever. Yeah, Some are doing it actually even better than yeah. than before, and then the other half are just getting crushed. Yeah, and and it's 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 really almost fifty fifty. Yeah, you know, when we, which we will we be that.
1: a little bit of part of what our guests might talk about. That,
2: yeah, absolutely, because yeah. that's had a huge impact. On Mm -hmm. nonprofits.
1: Yes, yes. So we do have a nonprofit who's going to be with us today. And then also it's a a community with people with certain health risks Mm -hmm. that uh, are impacted too. Absolutely. So we're going to have a few things to talk about there. Absolutely. um, Anyhow, before we get there though, any impact, any crushing going on with rates? Well, I know uh, recently they had a little bump up. Where are we yeah, today?
2: We we are we're, we're jumping around just a bit. Okay, uh, getting you know, our certainly get, getting our cardio in. Is that are, what we're, we're doing. Getting our cardio <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely uh, affecting the heart rates of certain loan officers. Oh, you know, but if uh, I have I have some clients that call me, you know, almost daily. Like, where are the rates today? Where are the rates today? And uh, those you know, are your best the friends. The ones that I told back in August, lock them in. You know, they like ah, they'll go lower, they'll go lower, and now they're they're calling me. It's like are in at, their milk. Where are we at today? It's like, well, you know, we're we're up over three. Oh my gosh! You know, that sounds like the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what what is happening right now is the the markets are are really trying to digest what's going on with election coming up. They're trying mm-hmm. to digest what's going on with the stock market, which has been mm-hmm. been you know having a pretty good. You know, pretty good week here. I had is there a, a little indigestion? <laughs> there is definitely a little bit of indigestion, a bit of uncertainty. So uh, we're as a, you know, the technical uh, aspects of it. We're testing some of our, you know, some of our our ceilings uh, for some of the bond market. So what's happening right now, though? Um, all in all, we're we're still really really good. The national average right now for a thirty-year fixed rate. Conventional mortgage is three point zero two percent. So we're that's just still a, yeah. like over three percent. Yeah, certainly not the end of the world. Oh my uh, gosh, no. don't by any stretch. Nope. Fifteen-year fixed rates are hovering at two point four eight. FHA and VA fixed rates, 30-year fixed rates, 2.41.
1: Still amazing. Yep.
2: And jumbo, 30-year fixed rates are hovering. National average around 3.35. You might be able to find some slightly lower than that. Mm -hmm. uh, As we're seeing more jumbo lenders coming back into the market, many suspended their operations uh, when COVID hit or they severely restricted the Mm -hmm. types of loans they're offering. Uh, But we're starting to see some of those come back into the marketplace here as well. So not too shabby. Yes. You know, if you ask me.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I'm glad to see the jumbo's still being pretty low because that price point around here where people get into the high, you know, above the high conventional mm-hmm. rates. Right. It's still a busy Well, there's a big part jump of the market. there. Right.
2: So in in King Pierce and Snohomish counties, the maximum conventional conform, what we call conforming mm-hmm. uh, rate Loan amount is seven hundred forty-one thousand seven fifty. That's mm-hmm. the loan amount. Right. And and you can you can buy a new home with five percent down up to that up to that loan amount. When you jump above that loan amount, though, then your down payment goes up, and the the minimum is going to be ten percent down for v- a very very few number of lenders. Uh, most are going to be fifteen to twenty percent down or more. You know, when you get up into that jumbo category, mm-hmm. and the the uh, underwriting guidelines and things change significantly as well. They're much much more restrictive. When you're above that 741 750, but that number is important because mm-hmm. it changes every year. Yes, it does on Black Friday.
1: I was going to say I thought it was coming up, so yeah. we have a few weeks. Yeah, not not too far away.
2: Yeah, uh, but but usually it's it's um, you know give or take a well, I say a day a few. or two I mean, it's over uh, a month. But it's, but it's typically that Friday, you know, after Thanksgiving that the new numbers are announced. They are there is a formula to it. It's 120 mm-hmm. percent of the median home price for the for the area. Or your statistical metropolitan area, and uh, so right now, seven forty one, seven fifty. Everywhere else in Washington State, that limit is lower. It's five hundred ten thousand four hundred. So if you're cruising around Kitsap County, let's say for instance, right. you find a cool house and it's um, you know six fifty, you know, you're you're going to have to put more down, right? You know, because any any loan amount above five ten four hundred, you're into the jumbo category. Yep. So got to watch that one. Uh, very, very closely. Now those are the numbers for single family homes. They go significantly higher if it's a multifamily home, duplex, right. triplex, fourplex. Mm-hmm. So, okay.
1: Yeah. Do you want to give those numbers or do you want to no, just have people contact you? Yeah.
2: Just contact well, me. people and, can
1: contact you and find out what those numbers absolutely.
2: are. Absolutely. All this. Uh, yeah. Otherwise it's just going to be a lot of numbers out there, but, um, but uh, yeah, they run uh, well, well higher for Two unit, three unit, four unit properties. Is that proper grammar?
1: Well, well, higher. (laughs) Did
2: I say that? Yeah. I don't know because I'm multitasking here. I was just actually, um, I don't have all those numbers memorized, but I can. No, that's okay.
1: You can find it on a break or something like that. Yeah, we. I just I randomly asked you only because I actually have had a few people recently asking me more for duplexes.
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure.
1: And a combination of whether it's a house that has two kitchens or an actual duplex. That's a great great right. So I need to make that distinction, right? There there
2: absolutely is. And Mm -hmm. even from a qualifying standpoint, some are a Mm -hmm. single family home with an accessory dwelling unit. Could Mm -hmm. even be a kitchen in the basement, like you said. Others are are zoned as a legal duplex. Right, and I have a
1: couple of clients who are very specifically looking for either of those. Mm -hmm. And so we need to make sure that their lending is set up have, correctly. Well,
2: very, very important. Uh, here are those numbers, actually, for King Pierce, and Homish Counties. A duplex, our maximum loan amount is 949600 A three-unit is 1147800 forty seven eight hundred, And a four-unit is $1,426,450. So... What does that mean? Well, you've got to kind of look at the property. But mm-hmm. what's really important also is the down payment requirements significantly change also if it's a two, three or four unit property, um, especially if you're if you're not going to be living in it. You're okay, down I was going to
1: say owner occupied is slightly different. Well,
2: right? y- yes and no owner occupied. You're still looking at a minimum uh, for a two unit of, of 15 to 20 percent down three and four uh, units, 25 okay. percent down. OK, so the, the down payment, unless you look at FHA financing. In which you can buy any of those with 3.5% down if you're going to live in it.
1: Right. Okay. Yes, but but you then you have to look it. at, yeah, you got to yeah. live in it and you got to deal with the. Tenants. PMI, well, the private PMI. mortgage insurance. Yeah, for kind of FHA stuff. loans. Yeah. All
2: FHA loans have mortgage mm-hmm. insurance on them regardless of right. how much you put down. So
1: then someone considering a single family that just happens to have a second kitchen versus mm-hmm. actually buying a duplex, you're really going to want to do your math and be like, what do I have available as right. my down payment? Absolutely. Right? Because so, if
2: it's a single family home with mm-hmm. a kitchen, extra kitchen, you can buy that with, you know, 5% down, 3% mm-hmm. down, Right, you know, so big, big difference, you know, but if it's zoned duplex, triplex, fourplex, mm-hmm. then whole different set of rules. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we're actually talking about that because it's been a while since we've actually brought that mm-hmm. up yeah. actually. Sure. So some of our listeners may not have even heard this because as you and I have mentioned before, we're now five years <laughs> five into years. doing recording together. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is our listeners on this station, we have to remind them sometimes because they might be like, I haven't heard you for five years. I haven't seen you for five years. And that's because we were on a different station of Salem. Right. Until
2: the tower got knocked over. Until
1: they changed the tower. Yes. Mm -hmm. They had them take it down. And so we've only been on this station about two and a half years, I think. Thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So about half that time. Um, So there's still people from our old station, Still discovering us on this right. station, That's true. Um, and sometimes it's because they've been looking for us online. So, you know, one of the best things if you want to hear any of our past shows, of course, you know we, you know we are out on Saturday from two to three p.m., but then we're replayed on Sundays from three to four p.m. But then we're always available on podcast, absolutely,
2: Stitcher, Spotify, yeah. iTunes. Mm-hmm. What's that other one? Buzzsprout.
1: Yes. Yes, there's all yeah. You could just go Google us, and you're going to find us really right. super just easy. Look for open
2: house, with yeah. Team Reba.
1: And if you are, if you have a favorite podcast site, just go look for us, open house with Team Reba, and you'll most likely find us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I actually on the way up here to the studio was um, I'm going to let our listeners know too. I have a public Facebook page plus I have my Team Reba page, mm-hmm. and we're also taking a bunch of my videos and putting them onto the Team Reba. Uh, YouTube channel Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. In fact, these shows are starting to show up on our YouTube channel Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, So whatever way you want to try and get the information, we have it in a way that, you know, is easily consumable by you, the consumers. Consumable and searchable.
2: So if you are, trying to figure out a certain topic. geez, I'm thinking about buying Mm -hmm. a condo. What do I need to know? Yeah, so some of this stuff- I got an mm -hmm. oil tank in my backyard. What do I do?
1: Well, like, so my my recording that I did today on a Facebook Live, which will then get moved over to my YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. um, was about earnest money. Oh, yeah. You know, and talking about what is earnest money? How does it function? How does it work within a transaction? Because, you know, you and I just had a very successful first virtual- home buying class. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Which I thought was awesome. It was fun. Yeah. And once again, in that class, the question came up, well, what is earnest money? Mm-hmm. And is it money above and beyond what you spend? So I, right. I ended up doing a Facebook live around it that we oh, can then send yeah. to people later on, or people can find me on my public Facebook page kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, yeah, a lot of
2: folks think that earnest money is an extra fee and it's not it's just a deposit.
1: It's not. And I explained that kind of what the typical, amounts are by a percentage, and then also kind of the the risks inherent and kind of how it's being used in today's marketplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Because it, it changes from uh, marketplace to marketplace, how you want to kind of consider your use of those dollars. So right. anyway, we are going to be back here after a few short messages on this channel. And when we get back, we are going to have our guests on. And there's so many of them. (laughs) I'm not going to try and fit all their names in here right now. But just know we're going to have some pretty interesting guests. And uh, we'll be talking about the American Cancer Society today. Back in just a moment on Open House with Team Reba.
0: Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The Answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage.
1: And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And
2: we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. Yes,
1: and on Sundays from 3 to 4 p.m.
2: That's right. And always on podcast. That's right. Yes. But you knew that already. Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, all that good we stuff. We hope they knew that already. Yes, yes, they yes. could have
1: just been coming into this segment. They Absolutely. don't know.
2: But you know what? We're not always just talking about real estate and finance either. We no. always like to highlight things that are going on in the community mm-hmm. and also to focus on nonprofits because...
0: We
1: like to give back.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, we love giving back. A, a
1: strong community is a good community. That's right. It's one and people want to live in.
2: Absolutely. And with COVID hitting and everything, uh, it's been a particularly tough season on uh, almost all nonprofits yes. you know, b- who rely on uh, functions and events and things like that to raise the, the money they need for their critical services. Mm-hmm. So thank you for listening in. And today, uh, we'd love to highlight the American Cancer Society.
1: Yes, which of course has. Uh, personal connection i know for myself
2: well to many 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 people out there yeah lots of people
1: unfortunately in my family have uh, gone through cancer and as have i so Mm. yeah so we're um happy to have victoria doe who is the senior community development manager from american cancer society with us victoria hello and thanks for being on today
3: hi reba hi eric thank you so much for having us on today
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let our listeners know a little bit about what it is that you do as a senior community development manager.
3: Definitely. So I am really grateful. I have a wonderful job where I get to connect with community members and empower community members to volunteer with us and help raise funds to support life-saving research and programs to help cancer patients. It's uh, wonderful, and kind of like you mentioned, Reba. Cancer has also touched my life, world, personally. And so, working in this field and getting to do this work um, every day and raise more money and get closer to a world without cancer—it's—it's uh, it's so wonderful and such an um, such an honor to be able to do this work.
1: Now, you—how long have you been with this organization?
3: So. I have an interesting story. I've been working for the American Cancer Society for almost three years, but I actually started as a Relay for Life participant and volunteer back in high school, as well as through college, so many years ago. And then fast forward um, to the future, and now working here um, as a paid employee, but have been connected with the organization for almost 15 years. Yeah, and I will
1: say um, because you and I have met through my work at the Renton Chamber. Uh you are most definitely a passionate advocate. Absolutely. I mean that's one of the things I, I see you at events and you're always just great personality and engaged with people and just come in with such a, a positive attitude. It's it's hard not to be kind of drawn to you <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so
3: Well thank you. That was, you know, really kind and honestly being passionate about your work makes the work so much more so much more easy and makes those tough days uh, worth it.
1: Eric and I both understand that. We know, we know all about <laughs> that. So, Victoria, yeah. can
2: you, can you for, for those that aren't really quite aware, can you tell us a little bit about American Cancer Society and kind of what you, what you do and where the money goes and what it goes towards locally here especially?
3: Sure. Uh, that's a question that I get asked quite often because American Cancer Society, most people know of our name since we are large, but... Most people don't really know all the ins and outs of what we do, uh, so we are the second largest funder of cancer research right behind the U.S. government, and that is our focus, uh, research. Uh, that's what's getting us closer to uh, finding better cures, uh, catching things earlier. Uh, so, research is our focus. Uh, American Cancer Society um, was the organization who made the link between smoking, and lung cancer, plus um, a boatload of other (laughs) amazing things uh, that might be a little too deep and scientific to cover right now. But research is uh, at the heart of what we do. Uh, But on the other side, we also provide programs to help cancer patients and their families, Um, things such as free lodging for families coming to town to get treatment, as well as um, free rides to treatment as well, since that is one of the largest barriers of cancer patients getting to the treatments and getting better. So um, that's just a couple of the different programs that we fund.
2: And are you working like, so So lodging and rides and all that, are, are you working with like Hutch or, or UW or who, who who do you kind of partner with for for treatment?
3: Definitely. Um, well, I'm glad you mentioned Hutch and UW because Um, That's actually another part that I didn't even mention is we fund research grants. So both the Hatch and UW are the largest um, research organizations locally that we um, help fund researchers. And ACS is really known for funding new, innovative um, researchers who are early in their career. Mm -hmm. And some of them have found amazing um, amazing kind of links that have basically helped people uh, live longer after cancer diagnosis. So, we partner with them for the research side. Um, as for lodging and our rides, those are large programs that we have. Um, this year, things of, you know, as we all know, has taken quite a turn with COVID, and we had temporarily suspended some of those uh, programs that we offer because of the health and safety logistics. But we do partner with, um, in normal time, hotels, especially here in Seattle area when people are coming to get cancer treatment. Sure. We can provide them a hotel free of cost. Uh, Just so it takes away uh, kind of one extra worry and uh, cancer patient and their family can really focus on the treatment and getting better and not how they're Mm -hmm. going to um, pay or find a place to stay.
1: And that is super important. I know my brother has uh, a rare form of bone cancer and that was one of the major concerns was that he was getting treatment in Seattle but was living in Everett. And the treatments weren't going to allow for him to be able to drive, mm-hmm. and so it was mm-hmm. really critical that he was able to have lodging resources close to where he was going to have his treatments because he had to have them regularly, um, sometimes multiple times a day, especially mm-hmm. when he had stem cell replacement. Oh, sure. Wow! So yeah. it was it was a big deal. So um, so this is great to hear of how you're engaged in the actual research and helping people locally. But how is it that you guys go about getting the funding for all of this right now?
3: (laughs) So that is a big question. And my role, my job at American Cancer Society is fundraising because we cannot do all this work without uh, bringing in the money to make that happen. Mm -hmm. So at American Cancer Society, we have uh, several different means of bringing in funding to support research and programs. We have our corporate team. We have a team working on grants. And then my team, I honestly say is the most fun, the greatest, it's the community-based team. Mm-hmm. So I work with just everyday community members who have a connection to cancer, a passion for fighting cancer, and empower them to get involved either on an individual level or at their workplace, bring in their workplace to get involved, they can either join one of the many events that we already hold relay for life being the largest, um, as our signature fundraiser, but also, um, working with individuals and groups who may not want to do relay, but want to do some other fundraisers and how we can work together to make that happen. So we really just bring together the power of community members of all ages. We even have Mm -hmm. high school teams as well who raise a significant amount of money. So it's kind of goes to show that, um, you don't need a, You don't need to be wealthy, you don't need to be super well-connected, but all of individuals who don't like seeing people get cancer and want to put an end to it can come together and Mm -hmm. make a huge impact.
1: Well, speaking of the Relay for Life and people who are involved in that, you have uh, with us Brenda Gunderson, who's uh, somebody who's been involved in that, correct?
3: Yep, Brenda should be on the line, and I know um, has an amazing story to share about how how she got involved and why she's still involved today. All
1: right. Well, Brenda, thanks for being with us. Why don't you go ahead and uh, share some of your background with us?
4: Well, thank you so much. And thanks for having me on here today. Um, I have a kind of an interesting background. Um, My mother-in-law ended up with uh, kidney cancer. Then my husband got it and he passed away in 2013. Then my father-in-law passed away in 2014. And then I was diagnosed just in 2015 with breast cancer. So, um, the Relay for Life and the amazing work they do—sorry—has <laughs> been absolutely beneficial. In that the resources they provide, the information you can get, the the therapists they point you to, um, the rides they provide, the hotel rooms—all of that stuff combined has touched many lives, just in my family. And I know just thousands of lives all across the United States um, and certainly here in Washington.
2: Wow, well, that's, that's amazing. Holy cow. Well, you've definitely had your, your, your fair share there, more than your, your <laughs> fair share. So, so what, yeah. And what, what, what is your role now? I know you're working with a Relays for Life. Are you helping organize teams or, or how, how are you helping in that?
4: Um, Well, I've actually been involved with Relay for Life now since 2012, and it was an oncologist nurse at Cadillac Hospital in Richland that said, hey, have you ever heard of Relay for Life? And boom, that's what started it. So I've been on the team just about every year since then, and this year, I got the privilege to be the event lead and just support and encourage an amazing team of people, all volunteers, that come together to raise all this money that we need every year for these cancer patients and the caregivers So
1: how is that changing this year? Because, or actually, uh, maybe tell us how the relay normally works. And then maybe we'll have to come back and talk about Mm -hmm. how COVID has changed that. Let's talk talk about how it normally works.
0: (laughs) So Relay
4: for Life, and that's a great question. So Relay for Life is just that it's a relay. Typically, in most venues, it's held on a track. So we would go to like a school and we would just be on the track there. And you would normally have at least one person on the track all the time. Um, This year, um, because of COVID, that has changed significantly, where everybody needed to be virtual. The interesting thing is we couldn't get together and hug and support and cheer people on, but we didn't just touch people in the greater Witten, Chukwila area, which is where our local um, team is from. We got to touch people across America, across the country, across um, internationally. And that what was what was amazing to me was to see people log on from Australia and watch our relay um, just on the website as we were streaming it on Facebook and Instagram and all oh, those places.
2: Fantastic. Interesting. You know, hold that hold that thought um, Brandon. We got more questions for you and Victoria. I think we have one other guest on as well, the American Cancer Society, but we've got to go pay a few quick bills. So stay tuned. We've got more Open House with Team Reba coming right up.
0: Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The Answer. Now back to open house with Team Reba.
1: Welcome back to open house with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side,
2: and Eric Osnes here from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage.
1: Yes, and we are here with a whole boatload of people who are doing some really great work and volunteering at the American Cancer Society. Yeah, thank you all for joining
2: us this afternoon. So uh, we had uh, Victoria Doso, senior development manager for American Cancer Society. Uh, but just recently, just now talking with Brenda Gunderson, who's a team lead with the Relay for Life, and a survivor, and a survivor. And uh, wow, what a, what a story, um, Brenda! And it's so wonderful that you're involved with this, and obviously, I can tell you've got the passion for it. Yes. You know, so so you you had so you just recently had a virtual Relay for Life. How, how did that work? Are you still on a track, or are you on a treadmill, or I mean, how do you do that?
4: That's a great question. Thank you for asking that. Well, it was it was an amazing team that put together, and we did a pre-recorded video. We had Family Feud that we played, and we did some things to try to keep people really into the um, the live um, event as it was happening. And because we couldn't walk around the track, so what we did um, we had this live event, and then we would constantly be on there just you know, encouraging people, supporting people, answering questions. The most important thing we needed was donations, right? Mm-hmm. So the American Cancer Society really for like we cannot research or, or help people unless we have the funds. And this year, due to COVID, from what I understand, the American Cancer Society is short about $200 million. So wow. um, well, we haven't been able to hold our live event. Everything that we do every year, our golf tournaments, and everything that we do, we can't do. So we have to find other ways to do that. So our most important, is just what we're doing like today, is getting on and saying, you can go to RelayForLife.org, and you can go to scroll down a little bit. You put in your zip code. You can find your local events. You can find your local website. You can donate to a person or team that you know or just donate in general because every dollar counts.
2: And if, if if I wanted to set up my own relay, how, how would I go about that? I, do I – is that
1: something that can be done? Well, first tell him he needs to get a treadmill. <laughs> he
2: says I don't?
4: <laughs> he needs
2: to do his I on got a treadmill. A bike. I can get on my bike.
4: Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Well, if there's a location that has not been identified as having a relay, then we certainly need them, and we need them more and more and more. And you can be a participant. You can be a team uh, lead, have your a team captain, have your own team and people underneath you raising money as well. You can be in the, on the committee itself and, and the event lead. And there's also the possibility of starting your own uh, community relay for life.
2: Okay, excellent. You
4: need to get a hold of Victoria. <laughs> All right
2: and, and I, I just went online I just looked at I just typed that in relayforlife.org and find a relay event near me. I just kind of punched in the south 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 end area. I see relay for life of SeaTac Airport King County, Seattle University, my alma mater uh, University of Washington yeah <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that's awesome. you know get uh, yeah so you can pretty much pick pick groups that you're interested in and and, uh, and join up. So, Victoria, I understand you also, you have one other guest uh, with us this afternoon.
3: Yes, we do. Uh, Eva Clark is one of our newer Relay for Life volunteers. She's a high school student, and we wanted her to be on the show as well just to kind of show. She's, she was brand new this year to getting involved, and she joined our volunteer committee. And um, I know she joined during such a, a weird year for sure, but... Um, but um, it kind of goes to show that our organization, we're really proud to be volunteer-driven. All of these Relay for Life events that we talk about are put on by community volunteers of all ages. Uh, so I wanted uh, Eva to have an opportunity to share her story about how she got involved with our organization. Well, welcome, so Eva.
2: Welcome, Eva, yeah.
3: <laughs> um I became
5: involved with this organization shortly after my grandfather passed away due to an esophageal cancer that resisted treatment. Um, Very soon after that, I was accepted into the Honor Society at the middle school I was attending, and one of the requirements to be a part of the Honor Society was that we had to complete 15 hours of community service, Mm -hmm. and I immediately knew that I wanted to volunteer with the American Cancer Society. So I looked all over the place on a bunch of different websites, but I couldn't find any volunteer openings that suited my abilities and where I was located until I was in a TA class and I had finished all of my grading work. And so I was looking on volunteermatch.org, and I found a advert to participate in organizing a pause for A cause event and it seemed perfect so I reached out and Victoria replied and invited me to come to a meeting and I went that night I believe
2: fantastic so you just jumped right in yeah I love your go get them attitude that's wonderful can I ask what high school you go to
5: I'm attending Eastlake High School in Sammamish
2: excellent excellent and and so how, how big was was your event, your first event?
5: Um, it was originally planned to be um, a large event. We had to make a lot of changes. It became virtual about halfway through mm-hmm. planning it. I um, participated with posters in that event because I'm kind of just a drifter. I volunteered late into the organizational process, and I attempted to work in outreach in my own community and in my school to encourage more students who needed volunteer hours or who just wanted to support a cause to participate
2: excellent excellent and you know i, I know I, and i just kind of a dumb question but i know with high school there there is a senior project basically that's a requirement for uh, for most high schools you you have to kind of get involved be volunteer be part of the community and you know the goal of that is is to get get our students used to being part of the community and contributing. Um, what what a great way to kind of satisfy that is that something that you would recommend for other high school students out there?
5: Oh yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. Do you um, was it was it easy enough for you to get involved? I mean, you had the tools and resources available and everything to get get that going.
1: Well, I'm wondering how many people you've helped get involved in what you're already doing. Mm-hmm. Did you did you build your own team out also, or are you, like, kind of advocating this at your school?
5: I try my best to advocate this at school and within my friend groups whenever I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Most people have not decided to join because this year the requirements for community service were suspended. And it's very disappointing that people only want to help out in their community when they have to. Mm-hmm. That's
1: That's an excellent point. Because that's actually in leadership type people, you see folks get involved because they just want to, not because it's a requirement.
2: Right. And I'm just going to jump in there and say that, that um, it's it's the people, you know, like, like you, Eva, that are taking that, that leadership uh, that an, an employer will make notice of. Oh, yes. You know, if, <laughs> if, if we see, you know, somebody that they're, they didn't have to do it. You know, it wasn't required; it wasn't mandatory, but they they just wanted to do it. Or even if it was mandatory, but they they took it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that that any any hiring manager will take notice of, you know, in the future. And even college admission ad- admissions, you know, officers will will look at that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, be, because you are you're you're going above and beyond, and and you are being engaged and part of the community. So good for you. Yeah. So, what are your plans for college? <laughs>
1: No pressure. I
5: would, yeah. <laughs> I would actually like to go to school somewhere up here in this area. I'm originally from Pennsylvania. I didn't like it. I wouldn't move back there for school if I had the choice. So I'd like to attend a school somewhere up here. And then I would actually like to go into med school to become a um, psychiatrist.
2: Oh, really? How do you feel about that? <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs>
5: That's
1: a joke. That's totally a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mentioned earlier, he's here for comic relief. Oh, that's, that's, that's fantastic. So,
2: Victoria, uh, how do people get involved? What's the easiest way to get
1: started? And donate.
3: Excellent. Well, everything that Brenda and Eva had to share, I, I feel the same way about everything. And I, um, I especially really resonate with how Eva got involved with Relay. Because, um, like I mentioned earlier, I got involved back in high school after my grandpa passed away from a cancer diagnosis. So it's unfortunate of what brought us in, but it kind of does feel empowering that uh, we are able to make a small difference in honor of someone that we've lost. Um, so fundraising, I mean, that's a huge thing. And we've kind of talked about how this year has been a challenge and everyone knows that no one was expecting COVID. Um, and I kind of want to talk about the numbers because last year, mm-hmm. just in the greater renton Tequila area, our local relay, event, relay for Life event, we raised $56,000 which is incredible. That funds research and programs. And um, this year we are trailing behind a bit. We're about at $23,000 right now with the goal to hit 45,000 before the end of 2020. So we have some work to do, but we still have some time as well. Uh, So the best way to get involved right now, anyone can sign up a team for this local Relay for Life event. And as we mentioned, we are just RelayForLife.org backslash um, You can also search us as well, but it's, we make it pretty quick and easy for you to sign up. Uh, anyone can just join a Relay, uh, start a team, and encourage their friends to join. We have done as much as we can to make things easier while fundraising virtually by being able to connect your fundraising resources directly to your Facebook account, we have a ACS fundraising app, which is super handy. Uh, you can take donations from like a check, a credit card, uh, what even Apple Pay, and uh, what is it even Apple Pay, Google Pay, PayPal. So we have these tools and resources to make it that anyone who wants to become a fundraiser, have a team with us, can do so.
2: Excellent. So I'm going to read that website back again. So it's RelayForLife.org/backslashRentonWA.
1: If I get that right.
3: That is correct.
2: Excellent. All right.
1: Now, Victoria, do I see correctly on your site that uh, you have your own team?
3: I do have a team. Um, honestly, I'm ashamed right now because my fundraising is not where I want it to be. But if anyone wants to challenge me and see if they can beat my fundraising efforts or even join my team, I'm, I'm welcome to that.
1: We'll talk about that, I think, separately. But I want to thank all of you <laughs> ladies for being on air Eva, thank you for your tireless efforts and your energy. Brenda, absolutely. Thank you so much for being on here and for everything you've been giving since 2012 in Victoria. Thank you also for all the good work that you do.
3: Thank you so much for having us.
0: Open House thank you. with Team Reba on AM 1590. The Answer. Back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnis from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage.
1: And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba, snapping thanks. it up over there you here. Go. Thanks yep. for
2: listening in today.
1: Yes, thanks for spending your valuable time listening to our show, and we hope you got some really good feels out of the American Cancer Society ladies that we just had on.
2: I like to have them on. They, you yeah, know, everybody's been touched by cancer. It seems mm-hmm. like everybody I know in some way oh, yeah. or another, and numerous and, times um, in my family. You yeah. know, it's so easy to just sort of and not friends. think about. Yeah, you know, what goes behind these cures mm-hmm. and things until you're all of a sudden thrust into it? Exactly, uh, but because it, it's always there. Yeah, that's right. Covid aside, they whether they it need touches our help. you or not, it's always there. Uh, right. That research is yeah. just invaluable. Can I just
1: tell you how much I adored Eva's spunk? Yeah, because before we went on air, I was afraid she might be a, like a little on the timid side, and she got uh, on here and man, she was spunky. Took it and ran. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah, I I love meeting young people <laughs> who have that kind of energy and drive and and community uh, involvement and awareness. That's and right. like, I mean yeah. it's sad how she got involved in that particular thing but um, the way she's taken it and really grabbed on and gone for it and it just it's it's so refreshing to see young people like that that's right they're like, out there so glad we had her Abs- on
2: absolutely so yeah you know and and uh, so
1: and brenda what a workhorse with all the stuff that she's done <laughs> even through you gosh. know times where she's been you know suffering through that illness herself so right. you know just i can't say how much i appreciate uh what they're doing enough for yeah? sure yeah for sure yeah well. so anyhow so you wanted to bring up kind of a, a race
2: not the relay, yeah. not the it's relay. Not, no longer the relay for no life. The, this is not the relay. For I couldn't life.
1: believe you wanted to add this on right after that. I think it's uh, hilarious. This is actually what a way to juxtapose. Well, <laughs> this, I
2: know it's. A, I, this is in no way connected with our previous guest, but I, I want to goodness. talk about another race. <laughs> Uh, that's going on in Seattle is actually in the running. Yes, uh, let's call it the rat race yes. because Orkin oh has ranked the 50th ratiest cities in the nation. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know these are as of August 31st of this year. Okay, explain what they mean by that. Well, these are are the cities where they've had the most calls for rat treatment. Yep, and they rank them. Mm-hmm. And uh, drum roll, you know, Seattle, we are not on uh, the top five or anything, <laughs> but we are number 12 in the nation oh, as the goodness. 12th radius city in the nation. Number one, what's your guess? New York. Oh, you're close. Chicago.
1: But how Chicago. am I close? Because are completely well, far away New from York's each other. New York's number three. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It goes
2: Chicago, Los Angeles. Now, Los uh, Angeles, no surprise there. LA, I, mean, yeah. I listen to like Dr. Drew uh, talking from times about some of the the – the um the, the the illnesses out there that are really kind of getting grown by the homeless problem oh and, okay uh, and and the rat infestation is off the charts well and it, the
1: weather there is mild enough it's conducive
2: but yeah. also you have a lot of restaurants that are closed now and oh. and so the rats are looking for other sources for food oh ooh
1: so ew, they're they're ew, cruising. God. They're they're on
2: the they're on the move, ah. and uh, so but number ah. kind of running down Chicago. Los I hope Angeles. nobody's having
1: lunch while they were listening to this part <laughs> of the show. Right.
2: Ah. <laughs> yeah, New York, Washington D.C., San Francisco, number five, Detroit, number six, Philadelphia, number seven, Baltimore, Denver, Minneapolis, Cleveland, Seattle.
1: We're right below Cleveland,
0: Cleveland. Anyway,
1: I'm curious. Um, if you break down, because most of those at the very top also are the most populated. They are. So yeah, it's kind of sure. like as almost as the populace is there, the rats are in yeah, similar I, abundance. I
2: suppose you could say that. There's a few that are below, it, below us, though. Like um, below Seattle goes Boston, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Dallas, Pittsburgh, San Diego, Miami. Uh, one of the best ones, actually, number 50 on the list is... West Palm Beach, Florida. Eh? So, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, but you know, some some cities are a lot of tourists
1: there. Maybe there's a lot of junk thrown around or something. I don't know. (laughs) It could could be. But uh,
2: since we're kind of talking
1: about that, I I was
2: uh, took a little peek into uh, my crawl space the other day, and you uh,
1: have a crawl space.
2: I have a little detached cottage in that. Okay, I was going to say, I'm like
1: your house is a basement. No, no, a little detached. Yeah, the detached. Yeah,
2: convert that into a kind of like a wine storage area, uh-huh. uh, but um, I, have, I have uninvited guests in there ah. that I'm going to have to take care of.
1: They would like you to bring some cheese with they, your wine? They
2: would love some cheese with the wine. So I'm
1: glad you bring that up because I, yet again, I have a property I'm dealing with. Um, actually, not even just that. Let me just put it this way. I think we've mentioned on this show before, but I can't say it enough times. For those of you with crawl spaces the inspectors that we work with regularly and it's not just our client base. It's like all their clients. They work mm-hmm. with lots and lots of real estate agents yeah. and their clients. And about 80% of the homes with crawl spaces have some sign of rodent activity. whether it's current or it's old, mm-hmm. they have something.
2: 80%.
1: 80% is what they have told me. Mm-hmm. And cause I, you know, I was making a generalization. I'm like, well, of all the home inspections that I do, about 40%, but that's because a lot of them have basements and so mm, no right. real crawl space. Mm, but if right. I then label it to just the ones that have crawl spaces, sure. it is a very, and, and I tell this to clients all the time because they're always like, ew, ah. And I'm like, hold on a second. We make these nice, wonderful, warm dry spaces Mm -hmm. that of course other creatures find them really comfortable too that's
2: right and they can squeeze into the through the
1: tiniest spaces spaces. yes and it's not just it's not mice and rats alone sometimes you'll get possums you'll get we've had raccoons you get birds up in attics you Mm get you know and and the thing is is you know, you want to make sure you're getting those inspections done because, again, warning this marketplace, some people are waiving their inspections and you won't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm oftentimes talking to sellers and we have all these conversations about how they're going to prepare their homes. In fact, we just did a show on this a mm-hmm. few weeks ago. And I tell people, I'm like, if you have not been in your attic or your crawl space in whatever amount of time, even if you had it fixed before, we had a gallon federal way many, many years ago that when she bought the house, they'd fixed a rodent issue. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm all good. And then she was shocked to find out they were back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's because they don't stop trying to get in.
2: Oh, no, and they leave scent trails. Yes. That's part of what the poop is and yeah. the pee and all that. So that's, <laughs> yes, tells them to come back.
1: So, yes. And, in fact, I, you know, hate to say it, many of the people who live on Mercer Island know that it is a massive rat area because it's this island. Like, they just, like populate out there and i mean it sounds terrible but there's quite a population yeah. over there because there's a lot of wooded area right. and let me just tell you one other thing keep as much of all of the green greenery away from your house as possible mm-hmm. because one it's a great way for them to crawl up mm-hmm. and get on
2: yes absolutely
1: ivy is a perfect nest mm-hmm. for these things. Mm-hmm. And if you have it growing all around your house, I mean, first of all, it's an invasive species here. Right,
2: whoever brought, whoever introduced English ivy to this Ugh. area, I just want to punch them in the I throat. Know. Smack yeah. that one.
1: Ooh, <laughs> I know. But, you know, there's there's a number of things that you can do to try and minimize it. And just, you know, it's good to just walk around your house every once in a while and just check the screens. Mm-hmm. Right, because there's, there's, you know, Areas where you're trying to get air in, because your house needs to breathe, obviously. So as you're going around, look above and below at those gaps. Your crawl space has, you know, sections where there's supposed to be like kind of a grid, you know, metal or something across there, you know, to keep them in and out, you know, kind of thing. If you start seeing little holes or frayed areas, they may be trying to chew their way Mm -hmm. in. They can chew through metal.
2: Yes, that's right.
1: They have strong, strong teeth, so you want to be looking for those things. It's good to do that on a seasonal basis, because as we go into, because here it is, it's winter time or going into winter time, I should say, and you know they're going to be looking for warm places to go. That's right. And this looking up above, you're looking for any rodents that could get in there and or birds. Yeah. And if you happen to notice a lot of bird poo along the side of your siding. It's very look They're, up they've there.
2: They've nested in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, and if you're in your crawl space and you see insulation hanging down, oh yeah, and, not a good sign. And that's that's pretty much a sign somebody's up there. There's been a party because insulation does just rave. drop down all by itself. Not you know? to <laughs> it every once to in a while, if there. it's
1: not installed properly, yes. Yeah, sometimes right. the weight, but yes, that's right. usually that's a rat rave.
2: So <laughs> check that crawl space for crawlies. Check the belfry for bats. And have a great and rest of your And if you're doing your something weekend,
1: kind, get on to the American Cancer Society and right. donate.
2: That's right. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Hope you had a great
0: rest of your weekend. We'll see you next week, Saturday at 2 o'clock, Open House with Team Reba. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at ReMax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.